0: Welcome to The Shed Podcast. It's a new week. It's a new day. I am your host, Tia Marie Arnold. Thank you for joining me. If you are a returning listener, I truly appreciate Every single time you come here and you spend some time with me, it really does encourage me. It really does bless me. It helps me keep going um, because I just want this to be a blessing. If this is your first time, I pray that you would stay a while and listen to the whole podcast. I pray that it will bless you. Uh, We have uh, four different segments. We have share we have hearts, we have encouragement, and dinner. And so we talk about different things through each segment. And so stick around and see if anything blesses you, and I pray that it does. So we're going to start off with share. Right before I uh, started the podcast today, I got an email from my kid's school. It's very disturbing email, and I kind of wanted to share this news with parents that are listening who have young children. Um, my best friend actually told me about this and I was aware of it, but this actual, this email kind of gave me some more information about this uh, sinister challenge, or they call it the suicide killer game that is on YouTube Kids, YouTube, and Facebook. Now, my children are too young to be on Facebook and they are not on YouTube, but they do have YouTube Kids. And so hearing that this is happening on a device that's supposed to, or an app that's supposed to be secure, and it's not, it's very disturbing to me. It actually irritates me to no end. So, um, and it's called, the email said what parents need to know about momos. Um and I'll read you a little bit of it just so I make sure the information act is accurate. But Momo is a sinister challenge that has been around for some time. It has recently resurfaced and is now getting attention of schools and children across the country, dubbed the suicide killer game. Momo has been heavily linked with apps such as Facebook, uh, WhatsApp, YouTube, and most recently and most worried some YouTube kids. The scary doll-like figure reportedly sends graphic, violent images and asks users or children to partake in dangerous challenges like waking up at random hours and has even been associated with self-harm. And what from what I heard, it was like suicide because of the suicide challenge. Um, it has been reported that the Momo figure was originally created as a sculpture um, and featured in an art gallery, and is unrelated to the um, and unrelated to the Momo challenge we are hearing about in the media. So, um, what happens is your children are like watching, and from what I had read, your children like watch their favorite YouTube um, channel, and then in the middle of it, someone has hijacked, you know that episode or that channel and this video comes up and this doll looks very um, devilish. And it's, I I mean, the whole thought that somebody would target our children and do this, innocent children that are just minding their business, watching their favorite, like my my daughter, most of the time she doesn't really watch it. She just listens and she kind of like plays with her doll. But even if she's listening and all of a sudden this thing comes on she's gonna turn her attention to it and it's demonic Let's just go ahead and put it out there. It's absolutely demonic. It's ridiculous. And saints, we need to rise up and pray because the devil's after our children. He has been after our children and he is going to extreme lengths. I feel like because this generation, that that generation is going to be powerful. I do not feel like the church is lost. I do not feel like the word of God is weakening. It is getting stronger. Believers are getting stronger. You know, this generation of young children, they are, I mean, they're very bold and they're very brave. And if we do our part and pour into them and teach them the word of God, they're going to be fierce my children are going to be fierce. And I refuse to allow the devil to use his little tricks and trickery and this nonsense to try to get to my children. And I'm sure if you're a parent and you're listening to this, you feel the same way. So just be aware of what's going on. And I mean, I don't don't know about you, but for me, I don't hover over my children all the time when they're on their tablets. Most of the time, because I trusted the app and most of the time they're Um, like I said, my daughter's in her room playing and she's minding her business. And of course, we keep the doors open. They do not shut the doors around here, Um, but not all the time. I mean, I can't always hear what's on the tablet every single time. And so they're encouraging us as parents to talk to our children, to tell them about this and let them be aware that if anything ever pops up, call mom or dad, first and foremost, and allow us to um, block it and report it. And let's do our part to protect our children from this. It, like I said, it just, it gets under my skin. It bothers me, but we um, we can do our part and protect our children and we have to, we just have to. Um, secondly, in I had did this before. Um, well, I didn't really do this before I uh, heard about this. But last night, just it's been on my heart to protect my kids. My daughter sometimes wakes up in the middle of the night with night tears. My son, he pretty much sleeps through the night. He just wakes up early and he doesn't really have that problem. But with my daughter, it, um, it kind of just brought that to my attention that she wakes up a lot Crying, screaming, whatever and whatever. And I know, like I read the scientific, you know, explanation behind that—that that it's, it's harmful, and she'll be fine. She doesn't remember it. Um, but she, her, and my son do sometimes talk about how they might have had a um, a nightmare and stuff like that. And and so just it just really started to um, bother me. And of course, I lay my hands on my children. I pray for my children. We pay we pray with our kids every single night. Um but so I I don't know. I bought this Alexa dot um, or Alexa kid. Um, and I, I actually love it. Side note, my children's uh, grades went up in reading and comprehension. And I really think because Alexa, every single night, my children have Alexa read bedtime stories. And Alexa is supposed to also have parental controls and restrictions. Now with what's going on with this YouTube and YouTube kid thing, I don't know. Um, but she reads bedtime stories that I can control. Which stories my children, you know, have in their uh, what do you call it? That's connected to their device, um, and so they've been listening every single night. Megan started it, and then Josiah started reading it. Um, I mean, listening to it. But when we did their parent-teacher conference, their teachers were just both of them were like, their English and reading comprehension comprehension is. I mean, stellar. Like they're at the top of their class and having A's in English. And I immediately thought to myself, I wonder if it's because they sit and just listen to Alexa read to them. Um, and I love that. But yesterday, it just hit my spirit so hard that why don't you have Alexa read the Bible to them? And so I went, um, on Audible and I bought the beginner's Bible on Audible. Um, this, this one that I have is, I think it's related to the app, the beginner's Bible app or the kid's Bible, which is Zonder, Zondervan or something like that. I can't remember what company. Um, but there's also one by Max Lucado. So I I bought the first one, the beginner's Bible and, um, then I can link that book to their device, to their Alexa device or kid, Echo Dot Kid, whatever the thing is called. Um, and so last night, for the first time, they actually fell asleep listening to the Bible before Megan fell asleep I had to go in there cuz every night you know I go in their room and check on them and get their clothes out and such well Megan was still awake and she wanted to talk to me about Adam and Eve and how the enemy came in like a snake I mean she was just going like so excited about this story and and I was like that's yes baby that is great I said we'll talk about it tomorrow so this morning, as we're getting dressed, I'm doing her hair, you know, I asked both her and Joe, I'm like, so did you guys like the listening to the Bible, going to bed? And they're like, yes. I said, Megan, did you have any night to, any um, nightmares? And she's like, nope, not at all. And then she started talking about what she heard before she went to sleep. And it really just blessed me because... I feel like that was, well, I know that that was the Holy Spirit just giving me wisdom on what to pour into my children when they sleep. Now they do love their children's stories and I love the children's stories. And so we did negotiate because they were like, so we can't listen to any more children's stories. I'm like, yeah, you can. Um, So we'll just do every other day. So, you know, if you did, you did Bible stories last night. So tonight, if you want to listen to a regular bedtime story, that's fine. Giving them that option. I have a very strong feeling that they're going to want to start listening to their Bible stories every night. Um, but I'm not going to push that on them. You know, I just want to, I do want to instill and get the word of God in them young. And I believe that this is really going to help them. But at the same time, I want them to enjoy their children's stories because, hey, I enjoyed my children's stories. Um, so that is something that we started to do last night. And with all this Momo stuff that's happening, you know, I suggest parents that if you have not gotten that device or if you have something that could read to your children and you just want to cover them at night, because I mean truth is my kids go to a public school and I don't know what influences they're around. Now I don't see any negative influences coming home, praise the Lord, but I don't know what what influences they're around at school. And I want to say last week, like Josiah all of a sudden started talking about how smoking is not good for you. And um, I mean, all this stuff about smoking. We don't talk about smoking at our house because nobody here smokes and really nobody in our immediate family does either. Um, so that was a big like, oh, we're starting to have those conversations. And I'm not naive to that Um But it just was kind of like, okay, they're getting older and they're going to be around certain conversations. And so I need to be more intentional about what I'm doing on the back end and the front end, you know? And what I mean by that is be more intentional about what I can do to feed their spirits because they don't quite grasp how important your spiritual walk is and what you're pouring into yourself. And you know, they're not at that age yet, but I do. I know. And so there's things that I can do um, purposely and intently to just make sure I'm covering them, A, with prayer, B, being intentional and making the Bible fun, which is what I'm doing with um, Alexa, having her read the The beginner's Bible to them and just having conversation on the way to school. Like, now, when I take the kids to school in the morning, they, you know, they want to hear because they listen to like uh, China Parks. I think that's her name or that's her TV name. Um, And what else do they listen to? Oh, they love like. the sing soundtrack and the troll soundtrack and listen Saturdays we we bump the trolls soundtrack cuz that's a great little soundtrack but my kids love the first song on the sing um, soundtrack which is faith and they just play that song over and over and over again and so um, and now my daughter's getting into the new annie which i think is so cool because when i was 10 years old i actually played annie um, on a i mean at the play at the Taft Theater in Cincinnati. And it was like, so now seeing how she's really getting into Annie. So that, that's her like new soundtrack. That's her new movie. That's what she wants to watch. And and so when we get in the car in the morning, they they want to hear that. They want to hear all that music. And I'm like, you know, on the way to school, mommy listens to the Bible. And so we have a quiet ride and I listen to the Bible. So I even feel like in that, they're still going to reap that reward, even though I'm listening to the Bible, and it's it's more advanced. And but I also know they're they're listening, and I I'm prepared that there may be a question like today. I I was studying well, listening to the Bible, and it was the story of Moses about um, Moses and Pharaoh, and and that whole um, that whole story. And I know they were listening. They were actually extremely quiet because sometimes Josiah will just randomly ask a question about something that ain't got nothing to do with the Bible, but. Today, they were very quiet. They listened. And I feel like that's actually helping feed their spirit as well as mine. So I just wanted to um, share that with you. And hey, I mean, if you want some ideas of how to help your children, um, just fall in love with the Word of God, that's a great way to do it. And also just being intentional about Protecting them and covering them spiritually, and like I said before, it also I believe their grades did increase because they are just constantly listening to um, someone read to them. So um, another thing I kind of wanted to share on that line, just it's all about kid. Well, not I guess the whole thing is kind of all about kids, but another cool thing that happened this week is. Um, I randomly wanted to get a checkers game. And so we went to Walmart, picked up a checkers game. And um, of course, the adults in the house, (laughs) we wanted to take it over and play. But because we were having such a great time, the kids were interested. And so we had them sit down. We kind of like showed them how to play. My babies caught on real quick. And They are good. I mean, my son is like giving people run for their money, like for real. And I thought, how cool is that? Because he's eight and he loves video games. Like we could all be downstairs playing Monopoly. Like we tried to do Monopoly. He was not there for it at all. (laughs) He just, no. And he was like, can we be done? I'm ready to go play the PlayStation. You know, he loves video games and loves playing cards and stuff like that. I kind of had this feeling though, like I think if I teach him how to play checkers, he's going to be like super good. Now his dad, he's a little shark. I mean, my husband is really good at checkers. And so I guess my son got it from him. But so Josiah loved it and wanted to keep playing and keep playing. And I thought, man, it's a blessing that I found something um, that we can all do as a family, even though it's it's only two people, but the other two we can sit around and we can watch, you know, and it's still something that's helping him um, not just be upstairs and be isolated from everybody. Like, he's present. He's present, and that is important to me. So um, just, I don't know, if you're looking for things to do and fun games to play, like with your kids, checkers and Monopoly um my adopted son actually grabbed uh, a millennial monopoly and we were like, what? Because, you know, I like the original, but it wasn't bad. I, it was not bad. Um, And I guess it just kind of made it current. But, you know, ain't nothing like the original monopoly. So, OK, that's all for that. Um One more thing I wanted to do with you guys today is I want to play a game. Let's lighten it up a little bit because I do get pretty passionate about children and just my children. And I used to be a children's pastor. So I do care about kids. And as you all know, those who have listened to me before, my background is in childcare. And so I get real intense and real passionate about children. But Um, To lighten things up, we're going to play a game. We're going to play the Bible game, okay? So what's going to happen is all the answers, just to make it easy for you guys, because you may be a little rusty, um, all the answers begin with the letter E, all right? So we'll start off easy. Okay, here we go. This is the Lord's and all that is in it. Hmm, okay. This is the Lord and all that is in it. The answer... If you said earth, you're right. That starts with the E, earth. All right, um, let's see another one. Book written, this is a book written by the teacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Hmm, What are you thinking? I mean, that should be kind of easy. I mean, I told you that. This starts with the letter E, and if you know your books in the Bible, Ecclesiastics. You are absolutely correct. Good job. Good job. Um, all right. Let's see. We'll do about three more. This name... Now, y'all should get this one now. For real. For real. Uh, this name means God with us. Emmanuel. That is correct. God with us. And we say that all the time in our songs, especially around Christmas time, so... Okay, uh, two more. He bartered a birthright for a bowl of broth. This is in Genesis. Esau, yes, it is Esau, good guys, good, all right. And the last one, now this one may be a little, hmm, but we'll see. This man, Methuselah's dad, walked with God, then he was no more because God took him. Now, this one, I'll give you a hint. This one is in Genesis 5, verse 24. And I actually went to a school with the boy who had this name. Enoch. Enoch. If you said Enoch, you are correct. All right. Well, I hope you guys had fun with that little They Just kind of get your brain going. You know, we were talking all educational and stuff like that. So I thought eh, this would be cool and pretty. Appropriate, all right. Let's move on to hearts. Let's move on to hearts. Today's heart uh topic is about how God changed my mind this weekend. All right, let me give you a backstory. So, um, and I don't know if I've shared this before, but so Jeff and I uh we lived in Cincinnati and I kept having these dreams about a particular location. And I didn't think nothing of it because nothing, I don't know, I I do have prophetic dreams and there there are things um, or times that I dream of something and I know, like, God, this is what you're telling me or I'll pray about it and God will reveal what he's telling me. But these particular dreams when I first, you know, the first two, they were kind of similar and I didn't think nothing of it. But then it was like, I had the dream like four times and five times. I'm like, okay, God, I think you're trying to tell me that it's time to move to Georgia. And so I knew that my husband was loving where he was and he was comfortable. And, I, and I've and i heard him talk before about how he wants to stay and blah, blah, blah. So I just kind of was like, Okay, I'm gonna bring this to him. I'm gonna tell him, okay, I've had this dream now almost five times, and you know, this is what I think God is saying. So I went to him, told him, I think God is saying it's time for us to move to Georgia, and he was all for it. So I'm gonna fast forward because maybe sometime in the podcast we'll share that whole faith move, which was incredible. Um, but so we so we moved. And when we got down here to Georgia, um, and, I, and I explained to you, and, and by the way, my husband's podcast, well, he came on the podcast, Jeff and Tia take, Takeover on Celibacy is now um, on iTunes. And so check it out. But we also shared that we do worship together. It's the Jeff it Jeff and Tia Arnold Ministries. We have a band. We travel. That's, that's what we do. And um, so when we moved down here, all that stopped. Because it was new territory. Now, we got married here um, and we know people here, but this move was just different and it completely feels different. Um, But when I got here and when we both got here, we stopped uh, doing Jeff and Tia Arnold ministry stuff because you're in a new territory. And honestly, um, and this is where I'm going to be, I'm going to pour my heart about this. I'm going to be completely transparent. Um, I didn't really want to do it anymore. I was uh, I was slightly discouraged at first about leading worship. And this has been something that the enemy has attacked me in this area for so long. And I've had insecurity and just self-doubt in that area for so long. And for some, Of you all who have heard us lead worship and who know me, that is probably a great surprise. But for some of you who are actually very close to me, you know this, that this is something that I struggled with um, for, for many, many years. And But coming down here, it was just like, and I, and I don't know. I wouldn't say it was a hundred percent disappointment. It just was like, I'm kinda tired. I've been waiting on this promise. This is what I thought God had called me to do, but it's not really happening. And then yes, and I know we just moved and I and I don't it wasn't like I was expecting God to just all of a sudden like blow us away with great opportunity or anything, but I felt that there were some spiritual strongholds or I want to say strongholds there were some principalities and just some demonic forces that were just trying to make me quit and I fought through that for you know a few months and then it kind of just became I just didn't want to do it and I was okay with it and I was working a regular job and you know I'm just being mom and I was okay with letting it go because sometimes it hurt to like hold on to that hope and hold on to that dream and not seeing anything happen. So that was hard. And I just kind of just got worn out. Honestly, I got worn out. Now, did I stop worshiping God? Absolutely not. Because I am a worshiper and I worshiped in my home and worshiped in my room and cried and prayed. I mean, I I spent my time with God, but worshiping publicly, I I was done with it. I was good with it, and I was like, "Okay, it's time for me to just pour into my children. It's time for Jeffrey to do his own thing, and you know he's working on his music. And I'm gonna pour into my kids. I'm gonna be mom with them, and I'm just gonna work and be good. Go to church on Sunday, come home, and I'm great. And I had finally got to that place that I could actually say that, talk about it, and not cry. <laughs> Honestly, um, and I was I was good. So. Fast forward to this past weekend, um, we're in this car dealership and we're handling some business and we get a text message from an old friend who said, are you guys available to lead worship this weekend um, here in Georgia? And normally I would be like, because, I, you know, like I told y'all, that's kind of where I was. I, normally I would be like, uh, you know, babe, you go do it. You go do it. You and Matt, y'all go lead worship. I'll stay with the kids, whatever but something in me was like, yes, let's do it. I don't know where that came from. I was not even expecting, you know, after Jeff had sent the text saying, yep, yeah, we can do it. All of a sudden, I'm like, why did I just agree to? Like, what in the world? Like, i have not saying in six months, I've been eating nothing but cheese because of this daggone keto. Like my my vocal ability I don't I might sound like a frog if I open my mouth like all these thoughts you know just started coming into my head or whatever um so fast forward to Saturday night so we get to this church. It's so diverse. Oh, my God, just the culture that was there. It was people from different countries that were just coming together and worshiping. And I, of course, we don't know nobody because we're, we're back. We're new. We're, we've been gone for 10 years, so we really don't know too many people. Um, so we get there and we do our sound check. My voice is doing fine. It's doing fine. Um, towards the end of the sound check, I start kinda of getting this itchy feeling. And listen, I have done this enough to know the enemy really tries to take out my voice and will try to do anything he can. So but I wasn't worried. Drunk my water, did all my vocal hygiene and all that that I that I normally do. And so we start service. Um and well before right before we started service, I felt this heaviness. I felt this weight, and it wasn't a negative weight. It just seemed like a very intentional weight. And I said to Jeff right before, like as the countdown was happening, I'm like, I feel like this, I feel very calm. I feel very weighted. I feel like this is the calm before the storm. And I didn't know what I meant by that, but that's what it felt like. We started worship. Jeffrey led the first two songs. Um, And then we came in and then I started leading and we got on this one song that says, Here's my worship, all of my worship, receive my worship, all of my worship. And so we're singing that and I could just feel, oh boy, something was starting to stir in my spirit. And then we get to the bridge and I will not be silent. And we weren't singing in this key because it's actually kind of low. I will always worship you as long as I am breathing. I will always Worship you. And then I just like felt like, okay, it's time for me to just, I ain't holding nothing back no more. I'm giving God everything I got. So I take it an octave up and I will not be silent. And as I'm singing that part, a light bulb went off or came on. And I heard God so clearly. He was like, my daughter, this is the prayer and the declaration that you need to be declaring over your life because I have created you to worship. And so the enemy has been trying to keep you silent. He's been trying to make you feel discouraged and you can't be silent you are created to worship me with every breath that is in you that's what i created you to do what you are doing right now like this whole thought is happening in my head as i'm singing this and then i feel i need to share what god just revealed to me so then i share i share what i just share with you about how we have moved and i was not leading worship publicly anymore i was done with it and I was good with it and and then in this very moment I'm singing this and God is like no ma'am that is not what I called you to do and and it I shared that people started screaming and like Yes. And it the atmosphere shifted. It shifted. Oh my God. And so we declared it together that I will not be silent. I will worship with all that is within me or as long as I am breathing, I will always worship you. And then I went into um to worship you. I live. Like I went into that. And it I don't even know what happened, y'all. It it just when I say that God changed my heart this weekend. I feel like he awakened me again. I I was asleep. I was sleeping and I was hidden under so much discouragement and hidden under um circumstances and and lack of support, you know, and and just there was so much that I was just feeling and I was tired. I was weary. I I thought, you know, I'm done. And it wasn't like that. I was trying to make anything happen. It just—I I felt like I was just doing what God called me to do. But it was so much that was going on mentally, the challenges mentally, and um, the lack of of things that I really wanted to see, and just all that stuff. And and I was—I was so like, okay, I'm letting it all go. I'm okay. And and the thing I gotta say, the thing that made this time different. I have said before, like, I'm not saying anymore. I mean, my close friends know I have said that before. And it was like, okay, Tia's is all up in her feelings. But this particular time, it was more like, God, if you don't ever put me on another platform, I'm okay. Like, I honestly, I was finally there. It was like, if you don't give me another opportunity to worship you publicly, I'm okay to lead worship publicly. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being out in the congregation, just singing my little heart out to you. I'm okay with just singing my heart out to you in my own bedroom and in my living room with my friends. I'm okay with that. Like I, I was, oh, finally, genuinely, there was no hidden motive. And I had gotten to that place that I was okay. So what happened on Saturday, it was like, is this ha- is this really happening? Like, I wasn't expecting it to happen. I wasn't trying to make it happen. And a part of me was like, oh, so you do want me to do this. Okay. <laughs> like, that's kind of what it was like. And, you know, we got to a place in the... You know, after we were singing, um, here I I mean, To Worship You I Live, we got to a place that the band stopped playing and I stopped singing and it was... The room was just filled with heavenly language and cries and wails and people are out on the floor. And it was... I, I can't... It was heaven on earth. God was dwelling there. And I was so like, God, you used me to bring, to usher in this atmosphere. I was humbled. I did not feel worthy. And I wasn't expecting it. And these are tears of thankfulness because God just, he, he, he did something in my heart. He awakened me. And so I know that we're not in the encouragement part, but I have to encourage you that if, if you feel like that there is a part of you that has died and you're okay, you it, it's kind of like I laid it on the altar. That's what I did. I laid this thing on the altar. It was hard to do. I tried to lay it down several times, but there was still a motive behind it. I mean, that's just real talk. There was, because I just, it's hard sometimes when, you know, you feel like God is calling you to do something, but you have this expectation of how you want it to happen or maybe why you want it to happen. And let's be honest, you have to detox sometimes from the culture of, you know, singing for people to call you to do conferences. And that shouldn't be the reason why you worship God. That shouldn't be the reason why you lead. You know, whether you're doing it in front of people or doing it just in front of him, because we do it for an audience of one anyway, you know, but I will say that it it was a process and a struggle for me to get to that place of completely like removing all of the other motives and just making it about what it's about. It reminds me of that song that I'm coming back to the heart of worship where it's all about you. And that was the prayer of my heart. It wasn't like I was intentionally trying to have bad motives. But when I would try to lay it down, um, it was like I was still trying to hold on to it and still trying to lay it down. And I finally got to a place that I was okay to just lay it down. And I still had joy. I still had joy. I still had my peace. I was excited about my life and excited about just being who God wanted me to be. And it wasn't attached. My value wasn't attached to what I was doing on anybody's platform. And my value wasn't attached to, you know, how many people showed up for a worship experience. Like my value wasn't attached to any of that. And and so if there is something that God has put on your heart to do, are you willing to lay it down on the altar and it and it truly be okay? And you may honestly say, you know, I don't think I can do that. I don't I don't know if I'm there and that's fine. Um, but I feel like if you really wanna do something for the kingdom of God, your heart has to get into that posture that God, I'm willing to lay this down for you because it's not about that anyway. It's about you. It's about you. And so um I Wanted to share that with you guys because it was pretty life changing. Um Jeff says it was probably the best worship experience he ever had, you know. Um and it, it was it was life-changing. It shifted I mean it it shifted my heart. Um and I and I, you know, whether hey, that may be the last time I lead worship publicly. It ain't gonna stop me from worshiping God at all. And I and I, I'm at this point like God, if if that was just you giving me a blessing, thank you. Thank you for giving me a blessing. You're reminding me that I am created to worship you and I cannot be silent and I cannot be afraid and I cannot get discouraged like he was telling me just to keep going. So um, let's move into our encouragement uh, segment, because that's what I wanted to encourage you guys about, about keep going and not having um, not allowing fear to stop you, not allowing fear or disappointment or all those things to or failure. Because if I could be real, uh, that is probably the thing that I struggle with the most is feeling like I failed. And that a lot has to do with expectations. And this is not, I'm trying to keep this segment short and expectations is a whole, like that could be a whole podcast episode because we are good to fall into our own expectations of things. And I actually, that was one of my devotionals in the Soul Sister uh, devotional that I wrote is about um, unhealthy expectations and how dangerous and toxic that can be. Um, but I want to encourage you guys with a few scriptures. Um, and the first one is from Isaiah 41 10. It says, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I love that. Another one says, second Chronicles 15, 7, but as for you, be strong. Do not give up for your work will be rewarded. And you guys, you just got to believe that. You got to believe that um, God is with you and you don't need to be afraid of the things that he's called you to do. You do need to make sure your motives are right, but Don't quit when things get hard. And I feel kind of hypocritical because I really did. and And I wouldn't say that I got into a place of quitting. I just, like I said, I laid it down on the altar. I felt like it shouldn't be hard for us to lay anything down if our motives are right. But if we lay something down and... I mean, it's, it's taking away our joy. It's making us be angry with our spouses and our families. And we feel like our lives are falling apart or that we are just humongous failures and all that. And we're, and Hey, no judgment here. I'm not saying that you're not going to have those feelings because I just said, like, I struggle with failure too, but that's also a good sign that maybe I'm not laying this down for the right reason. Maybe I'm laying it down because I want to quit. Maybe I'm not laying it down because I want to offer it to God, you know, and and just lay it at his feet and say, okay, God, whatever you want me to do. There's a difference in that. And that's what I had to learn throughout this journey of, um, you know, well, I'm still on the journey, but just in my life and the story that I was just sharing with you that the other times when I, I thought or at least was trying to lay it down, it was me trying to quit. It was me trying to give up and out of um, disappointment and just out of negativity, really. Just kind of being like fed up and like, you know, maybe even trying to manipulate God's hand. Like, okay, God, forget it. and And thinking, well, if God wants me to really quit, he'll step in. You know, I don't know. But this last time, um there was moments, I'm not going to lie. There were moments of discouragement. There were moments like, you know, like it just kind of sad because it's like, well that that's what I've done. Like and I would say the biggest part of me being sad was not leading with my husband because I loved that and it wasn't always easy because we, but it has a lot just doing ministry together. Um, but it was so enjoyable to worship with him, and that was the foundation of our marriage. Like we, as friends, as friends, we came together in worship. So walking away from that. And I, and I think God understands that. Like of course your heart's going to be sad. And I think that's what it was. It was it wasn't like I was disappointing God. I was just sad, but at the same time I was okay. Like I was learning to see value in other things and learning to um appreciate what really mattered. And so laying it down to God was was a lot more easier, enjoyable, and my motives were correct. But what I'm telling you is um, don't walk away or don't give up something because you're afraid. Like if God is telling you, I want you to give this to me, then you give it to God. And I don't consider that quitting. And I don't consider that walking away. And I don't consider that giving up. I consider that obedience. But if God has not told you to do that and you're just afraid, you cannot let fear overtake you. Because you, it's like greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And we are not supposed to submit to fear. We are not supposed to be controlled by fear. We're not supposed to be controlled by disappointments and controlled by those things. And and I, there was um, a quote that I had posted on Instagram, on my soul sister Instagram that says, don't be afraid of the fears. They're not there to scare you. They're there to let you know that something is worth it. I love that because fear will only show up um, when you're about to go into new territory that you can conquer. You can conquer because it says you, the Bible says you could do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Do you understand the authority and the power that you possess? Do you understand the strength that you have? And more importantly, do you understand whose you are and what you have inside of you? You have the spirit of God inside of you. So naturally, when it's time for you to step into unusual territory new territory for you to conquer a greater land of course fear should rise up in you. that's a great sign that you're about to do something that is worth it. You're about to do something that is about to make a difference that's about to change the ripple effect in your life that you're about to uh, make make a faith move you know like that's what you want to see. If you're doing something and it doesn't scare you, it may look like you making big moves, boo, but you really not. You really not. It's when you're making the big moves, it should scare the life out of you. It's and you should naturally be like trying to call everybody and they mama and they sister and Felicia down the street asking if it's okay. Don't do that because if God tells you to do it, you should do it. But your flesh it's gonna be like, oh shoot, wait, 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 well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me call this person. Let me see if they approve me. Let me you know you're gonna want that approval. You're gonna wanna know it's okay. You're gonna wanna like know or is is this gonna financially hit me? Like you're gonna have all these questions and all these fears in your flesh. You are going to. Hello, that's like the prerequisite of going into something great. Now, does that mean that you got to take the class? Absolutely, no. You don't have to do that. You don't have to go into those fears and and live in trying to get people's approval and all that stuff. Why? Because God already said, boo, you've won. You already passed the class. Just go do what I told you to do and it will work out. And so you have to know that those fears are there because your flesh, but don't be afraid of those fears. Don't be afraid to do something new and great, especially and only if God has given you that assignment to do it. And I know if you're like me, okay, because I may be talking to people who they don't, I mean, they don't struggle in this, but if you are anything like me, you probably want to quit Let's see. There's seven days out of the week, six and a half days out of the week. You probably want to quit, honestly, um, because I I know that my thoughts can be are they are they are my worst enemy more than the devil. My thoughts are my worst enemy because I critique everything and I I don't know. Just don't don't judge me. I know I'm kind of like seriously. I yeah, but I be thinking like they must be thinking this, or if I put this out there, then this is going to be response. Like, I think that I know what the answer is going to be sometimes. And my flesh gets on my nerves. Like, I can't stand that I'm like that because, and that's why I pray the prayer of just having the mind of Christ, which I know that I do. And I also pray that God's will will be done and not my own. And I also pray that I die to my flesh daily because my flesh is cray cray and thinks uh, nonsense, and it's like if if it were two different people, it's like this is me talking, and then my flesh is like, oh, but you know what? They're gonna they're gonna hate this podcast. Ain't nobody really gonna listen to it. You know that's kind of what happens. Um, but as you read the word of God, and as you get around people who encourage you and as you encourage yourself, and as you listen to uh, words of faith and just build your spirit up, it will become easier. I don't think your fears will ever go away. And like I said, if you're ever doing anything great for the kingdom, fears are, that's a part, that's a part of the package. I remember hearing a message from Stephen Furtick that was like 50-50 faith. And it was so good because I feel like almost every single thing that I've done and probably anybody that's done anything great, that there's a part of them that which is the flesh part of them that doesn't believe or doesn't know or is afraid or, you know, Doubts, And then there's that other part of you that says, I know I can do this because I got God on my side. I am a chosen and I am pointed by God and he is doing a great work in me and I am the light of the world. I am the salt of the earth. Like, We have that side, and that's why we have to feed our spirit more so that our flesh can shut up, but naturally, soon as God tells you to do something, your flesh is going to try to rise up, and you got to like tell that bad boy, go down, and how do you make it go down? It's by hearing the word of God, and feeding yourself the word of God, and building yourself in the word of God, and speaking to yourself, and worshiping God so that he can fill you with more of his spirit, because you already got his spirit, but you need him to fill you up so that that flesh can just go away so that you can do the things that God has called you to do. So let, I'm encouraging you in that, guys, like, don't give up. And it's normal for you to feel those things and, and have fear and, you know, want to want to just throw in the towel. And like I said, if it's God telling you lay it down, then that's different. But if God is not telling you, and it doesn't mean he's, he's not going to tell you to pick it back up. He, he may, but sometimes it's just, it, it reminds me of Abraham and how, you know, God told him you need to go sacrifice your son. And he did it. Like he was on his way up there and right before, like he laid him on the altar and everything. And right before that, he's about to do what God told him to do. Then God gave him something that he could sacrifice. Oh, that's so good. And so I feel like that's kind of, the season that I'm in and you may be in that season. If you're in that season, you know God's going to come through. He knows the desires of your heart. He knows what he's created you for, but he cares about you. And sometimes our assignments can become our god. Really. And and they and they can't be. We serve a jealous god. Our assignments cannot be more important than the one who gave us the assignment. He has to be the most important thing. And if he says, I don't want you to do it anymore, can you be okay? Can you lay that thing down? Can you be like Abraham and and sacrifice Isaac? Can you do that? Really? I mean, because if you can, then just like Abraham, now God can trust you with the nations. He can trust you to do what he said he wants you to do. And he knows that you will do it. He knows that your heart and your posture and your motives are in the right place. And so in that, be okay and trust God, trust him in it. But if God is saying, okay, we already did that and I want you to do this. And now you're, now you're like in the fields with the giants. Yeah, you got to fight. You got to stay in there. You got to keep going. You cannot give up because y'all, it's bigger than you. It is bigger than you. All of our kingdom assignments, even though we serve a God to where we get to see the promises and we get to see the rewards, it's still bigger than us. It's not about us. God just loves us enough though that he's He's blessing us along the way. He doesn't have to, okay, but he does because he is a loving father, and which what father doesn't want to do great things for their children doesn't want to see their children happy? He is a good, good father, but it's not about us. It's not just about your assignment. it's so much bigger. it is a collective thing. and so if we all can get a position in position and not give up on our dreams, not go into the grave with so much potential, but have lived out as much as we can. And when God says, "I need you to hold that up," when God says, "Okay, it's like he takes us on detours. Like you on this road, you thinking, "Okay, I'm I'm 9 months out from completing this business plan." And then all of a sudden something comes in your life and just wrecks you and turns you in a totally different direction. And you're like, "What?" that doesn't mean give up. That doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. That doesn't mean that his promises won't come to pass. His way of doing things is this all over the place. To be honest with you, it's all over the place. You just don't know. And I would imagine that God is doing that intentionally so that we can be in a place that we need him and be in a place of, of running to him and calling on him. And I mean, if we, if, listen, he, We all know, okay? Like if everything went our way, we wouldn't we wouldn't act like we needed God. We wouldn't. And or some of us will only praise him because we got everything. And he just wants to make sure that our hearts are right for him. Okay, I got all that out. Did I get to my point? Did y'all get my point? I hope y'all got my point to where I'm saying don't quit that's what it is. I'm encouraging you to not quit. Okay, so before we go into the next segment, um that song, I feel like I need to let you guys know the info on that song cuz it is so great. I heard the song for the very first time when I went to Relentless Church, um in South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, as Pastor John Adventure Gray. And what a, an amazing experience. Great church. Great, 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 great church. Worship oh, it's incredible. And That particular day, um, Tasha, Tasha Cobbs actually leads worship there. And she had sang um, a song by Phil Thompson called My Worship. Now, when she sang it, because it's Tasha, I was like, is this on her new album? Like, I thought this was her song, the way that she was singing it. And it blessed my life. And it stuck with me. It's it's like one of those songs that... um, And I kind of feel like I need to start doing this kind of like telling you like what song encouraged me this week, you know. But it's one of those songs that like comes like Bogarts and just boomerang, not boomerangs, but just uh, it's like a demolition or just destroys you like completely just comes through and takes over and, and wrecks you. This song wrecked me. The very first time I heard it, and it was like I didn't even forget it. Like it's, it got in my spirit. There's certain songs that I can listen to one time, and they literally insert themselves into my spirit, and I am singing them after hearing them one time. That was the song, and I was like, okay, I got to find out like where this song is, and so I had uh, went. And like Googled the lyrics or whatever. And so it popped up. It's called My Worship by Phil Thompson. And it is so anointed. It is so anointed. And I don't know if Phil Thompson will ever, I don't even know who he is. I don't even think I've ever seen him before, but I did download that song. And I thank him for his obedience for writing it. And for putting it out there to be a blessing to my life because that's exactly what it's done. So if you guys are looking for a song to just, you know, come in and mess you up and kind of get you right, that is the one. All right. Let's move into our final segment, which is dinner. Um, Okay, so this week's dinner is so funny because now I I know my mom listens to my podcast and she's like I really don't care about the dinner section (laughs) and I just think that's so hilarious but I hope at least somebody is listening to it Um, but yeah so hear hear me when I say um, this recipe today is cheesy keto and I'm just putting the keto in there just so you know it's keto Um, but it's cheesy shrimp and grits and it was an accident y'all like i so there's this cheese sauce that i make which i'm going to give you the recipe to that because it's actually a part of this shrimp and grits and this cheese recipe um can be used in so many different other things and i'll probably share another recipe coming up soon maybe that has the cheese recipe in it but Um, I had some shrimp in the house. I had some cauliflower in the house and I had the ingredients for the cheese sauce. And I was like, I really want something cheesy today. And it's so great that I can say that because for so many years, as you all know, I could not have cheese. So now when I have cheese cravings, I can eat cheese. And I I was having one of those like cheese cravings this day. So I cooked some shrimp, I cooked some cauliflower, I put the cauliflower in the shrimp, and I was like, okay, do I just wanna eat it like and in the way that I had cooked the cauliflower, it wasn't like the cauliflower-fried rice recipe that I shared with you guys. Cause with that, you just have to prep it differently. So it kind of has that more drier rice, that fried rice. And so I did not fry this rice. I kind of just steamed the bag, threw it in the pot with the shrimps. Um, and the shrimps were making its own juice. And so I, I, this technique is not how I like to do it, but on this particular day, I threw the fried rice in there with the shrimp and it was still very juicy from the juices that the shrimp had created. So I drained the juice and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I wonder what it would taste like if I threw some cheese sauce in here. Just to see what happens. And I was a little nervous because I'm like, it didn't dawn on me at the time that you know you can have cheesy shrimp and grits. Uh, but at that moment I was just like, I'm just gonna throw some cheese in here. We just gonna see what's about to happen, right? So I throw it in and I taste it, and I'm like, Oh my god, I done stumbled on some grits. It tasted like shrimp and grits now. I wouldn't be able to tell you what true shrimp and grits tasted like until last year. Because last year I was um traveling with a group. We do crusades. Well, we did crusades. And so we had a crusade in Louisiana. That was my very first time there. And I had, oh my God, these shrimp and grits that I had in Louisiana were, oh, I can't, there's no word. I mean, y'all, I like to use the word amazing a lot. I can't even use that word. It, it was like, and, I, and you know, the sad part about it was that we they were feeding like the whole band and the pastors and the crusade volunteers and all that. And this man didn't even make enough. So literally just like gave us a little bit. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, how are you gonna share this great shrimp and grits with me? And I can only have a little bit, but then folks, the other day when I accidentally put this cheese in with this cauliflower and, and shrimp, cauliflower for, uh, rice and shrimp, it was not as good as the one in Louisiana. I got to say, I, I, well, I don't know. I mean, you know what? Hold on. Let me not, let me not shave myself because it was, it was, this recipe is good. Now, I know a fault of mine is that I don't measure my seasonings. And I I know. I feel like I should not be doing dinner if I'm not going to do it right. And I mean dinners, you know, like on the podcast cuz I'm not I'm not giving you measurements and I won't be giving you measurements today like when it comes to the seasoning part. But I feel like you should be all right. You know, you I'll tell you what I do and then you can kind of do it and hopefully you'll turn out the same. I will what I will try to do, though, is I will try to make this and use accurate measurements and see if I can get get you the information. And I'll put it on the website. I promise, I promise if I do it. Okay, <laughs> so that ain't really a promise. All right, so let's get to it so we can get going. The cheesy shrimp and grits. This is keto. Um, it is high in fats low in carbs. Okay. We got two pounds of cooked shrimp, washed and detailed. Um, You get one block of cream cheese, I think that's the eight ounce cream cheese, one stick of grass fed butter. And I guess you can use regular butter if you don't have grass fed, I think that should be fine. I just, there's this grass fed butter that I like um, at Kroger and so I use that Um, two cups of shredded mild cheddar cheese. I have tried it the pre-shred and then I bought the block and I tried the cheese both way. I mean, they both are good, but I do feel like there's there's a better, there's just a more richness when you use the block of cheese and you could throw it, um, you know, in a food processor and shred it. Um, but two cups of that, one cup of heavy whipping cream, two bags of rice cauliflower steam. so go ahead and steam them. Um, I would say about two tablespoons of olive oil, a plastic bowl, gar- now these are the seasonings I use, garlic powder, ground pepper, kosher salt, and then there's a seasoning salt that I use. I don't know the name of it. Um, it's like a Tuscany blend, but I got it from this little store in Ohio um, that we still order from. Um, if you wanna know what that seasoning is, cause it's, it's a great seasoning. Like I'm gonna use it tonight when I make some spaghetti um, with tofu noodles. Yes, 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 I'm so excited. Um, with my keto garlic bread, yes. Um, but you can use it in your spaghetti, you could put it on chicken, you could put it on shrimp. I mean, it is really a great seasoning. Um, so if you are interested and wanna know what that is, just hit me up on a comment and I'll get that information for you. And give that back okay so I'm gonna do this off the top of my head with my shrimps after I wash them and everything I put them in a bowl I put the two tablespoons of olive oil I really don't measure it if I can be completely honest but if I were to you know try to figure out what it was I would say about two tablespoons I throw in that Tuscany seasoning or any choice of seasoning salt that you want um, I sprinkle some garlic pepper I mean garlic pepper garlic powder pepper, and a little bit of kosher salt because you're gonna wanna put more salt and pepper after you've added your cheese. Um, So after you do that, uh, put the lid on the bowl and shake it up. That gets all your seasoning on a shrimp. And then take a large skillet, put it on medium high heat, throw the shrimps in there. Uh, for about five minutes and then go ahead and turn it down to simmer and let them sit. The shrimps are gonna make a juice. After they have made the juice, pour, drain, drain it and keep the shrimps in the uh, skillet, but drain the juice and leave just a little bit just so you can kind of use that seasoning for the cauliflower rice. So take your two bags of rice that have already been steamed and throw it into the pot and stir the shrimps and the cauliflower rice together. Um, From here, now you can taste it and you can go ahead and add as much more garlic, as much more pepper and as much more kosher salt or seasoning salt as you please. So really season it to your taste, Um, but don't overdo it because you're about to add cheese sauce. And after you add the cheese sauce, then you're gonna need to season it to taste even more. So just kind of let that sit on low. Okay. All right. The cheese sauce, you uh, you'll take the um, cup of heavy cream and your one stick of butter. You'll put it in a pot and turn it on uh, medium high heat, let it boil. And I whisk it just kind of whisk it. Um, once it is melted and it is boiling, you're going to add your block of cream cheese. I kind of cut it up a little bit just to make it easier to stir. But once you put the cream cheese in there, go ahead and use your whisk and kind of stir it until it all melts. When it starts to bubble, then you're going to add your two cups of cheese, of your mild cheddar cheese, and you're gonna stir until all that cheese is melted. And um, then go ahead and add like a pinch of kosher salt to it. Um, and a little thing that I do, now, this is a little side thing. You don't have to do this, but I kind of add some uh, red pepper seasoning just to give it just a little, my, my cheese is a tiny bit of kick. Um, it doesn't, I don't, I like it. And it's not too much that my kids won't eat it. So, but that's, that's completely optional. And really whatever seasonings you want to put in your cheese, you can go ahead and do that. Um, You can taste it, and when you taste it, you will love it. This is quite delicious. Great, great cheese sauce. Um, After you've made that cheese sauce, go ahead and slowly add it to your um, cauliflower rice and shrimp. And kind of um, add as you, like, taste and add and taste and add. Like, I kind of already know how much cheese I need on it. I would say I literally probably leave just a little bit Um, Out And then kind of allow people to add extra cheese on top if they want it. But it should be nice and cheesy. If you want to add the whole thing, it's not going to harm it. It really is not going to harm it at all. Um, But go ahead and add it. And now you're going to go ahead and add the remainder, whatever seasonings you want to use to taste it. But it should taste like a keto style of shrimp and grits. Is it going to taste exactly like shrimp and grits? No, because these are not grits. It is cauliflower rice, but it does for me and for those who have had it with me, it does satisfy our shrimp and grits and has now become a weekly dinner in our household. Um, And it's good. And listen, next day, oh, it's great it is a great leftover. And I'm all about that. Like if it can be reheated and it tastes great the next day, then I am all for it. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I am. All right. So I hope that uh, you enjoy this recipe. And there are other recipes that are on my website. And like I said, if you need to know like what type of things I use or whatever. there I have added a comment sections where you can comment um, and ask me questions about the food or you can even leave your comments about the food on there. Um, so guys, we have completed another episode. I thank you for allowing me to pour out my heart to you today because that's pretty much what I did. Um, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Have a great week.